This is the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. Podcast series. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital. International Airport 28 at Crown Point in Tobago. It's going to be a scorcher again. Zena, you have to water your plants today. No rain. All right, thank you, Gregory, for our major news. Of course, we got a news brief coming up at 8, and that's all good. It's the Champlain Auto Services. All right. Uh, before we get into our guest, Mr. Gideon Dixon, and, um, and the results of our morning poll. Um, let me just let you all know. Traffic-wise, that's what I'm talking about. You're southbound. Well, I shouldn't say southbound. You're northbound. Coming from south. You're going to get traffic from south. Heading straight up towards Coover. Because of that uh, burning and protesting that's going on. Um, heavy traffic to go into Riverland Road from the highway. All right. And that's backed up from... Um, from south, Riverland Road, top to bottom, extremely heavy. Associated Streets, extremely heavy. Cedar Hill Road, passing my EM marketing, extremely heavy. Alright, so that's uh, that's your uh, traffic update heading from south. Uh, apart from that, uh, I got nothing usual spot, Trinity Depage, Eastern Mino to Takarigua and Tunapuna. And of course, heading into the capital itself, you've got traffic. If from south, you're going to get some serious traffic. Our protesting is causing um, a serious backup. All right. All right, gentlemen. We're back in. It's the second hour of the Power Breakfast Show. Paul Richards, Richard Raghubaru Singh, Wendell Stephen and myself, Steve Kahn, of course. Ruin is in there somewhere. Yeah, morning. And we are back. Of course, we had a poll, but we could only have taken calls. And we had a few text yeah, messages. Our message board is down. So. Yeah. Morning, morning, Charmin. Charmin also voted yes. Um, so Charmin actually broke the tie. Um, so we had 11 people voting on our poll this morning, which is, are you willing to be patient? Will you be patient with the TTPS, as asked by the TTPS? And six people said yes, five said no. So six people are willing to be patient with the TTPS, five people are not willing to be patient. Yeah? So that's our poll for today. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to speak with the president of the Police Service Social and Welfare Association, um, Inspector Gideon Dixon, um, to get his views on what's been happening. And in terms of the, the police officers that they've called out from leave, 
I know police officers don't like to be called out from any kind of legal. So, sixty police officers have been called out from Leeds so that they will in, they'll, they'll be increasing the patrols in the western, northeastern, central, southern, and the Port of Spain divisions. So, western, northeastern, central, southern and Port of Spain, and Eastern is not mentioned there. I guess Eastern Division is way, way up in the, in the East, and maybe they don't have a problem up there, All right? So we're gonna be trying to get Inspector Gideon Dixon online. Richard, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, you could join us from time to time. Yeah, I'm just um, a tad busy this morning. That's all right. Yeah, I'm trying to do a lot of tasking here too. But, um, All right. Why yeah, do you have so, Mr. Dixon online? You could, of course, you could join us live on YouTube. Are we on YouTube this hour? Yeah, yeah. Are we streaming? Yes. Yes, we are streaming still on YouTube. Recording in progress. You can have a look. Good morning, Gideon Dixon. How are you? Uh, I want not to complain much. How are you is more important. And if you complain, nobody here listening. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand it clearly. Yes, 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 yes. Well, good morning to you. We are fine. We are fine. Um. Yes. Good morning, Inspector Dixon. Um, how, how do you respond to the call by the Commissioner of Police, uh, uh, McDonald Jacob, about the asking the population to be patient, the public, to bear with the police and be patient as they have asked 60 police officers to come off leave to assist with foot patrols and so on. How, how, what is the response of the association? And your personal response? Well, most times when I respond, I respond from an association perspective. Right? Um, in the first instance, we understand and appreciate the role of the Commissioner of Police. He's responsible for managing the resources of the TTPS and all officers whether on leave or not, uh, at his discretion. Um, our concern will be the health and wellness of our officers and how it impacts upon their personal um, life, work life balance and also how it impacts upon their health and how it impacts upon the delivery of service to the members of the public. So, yes, we, we also witness the call out. I am aware of the patrol model that the commissioner referred to, so um, he's following through with that. And the officers who are targeted right now are persons who normally would perform those duties on the ground level, the 60 officers referred to, uh, constables and more so corporals. Um, that being said, we understand uh, that there are five areas tremendously affected, and we also understand that the police have been going over and beyond the citizens of Trinidad and Tobago. It, it, is, it is somewhat stretching to think that um, our leaves have been restricted since December 2019, and it only became, it was only, um, it was only given back to the officers within the last three or four months. Right, so we get back a level of normalcy with the last three or four months. But um, to go again to restrict the leave of the officers, I think that um, 
we will be having that engagement with the Commissioner of Police because there, there are, we feel that there are other ways to get the same results, right? Um, so that, I just came up before the Commissioner of Police, I could tell you that the meeting will take place. If not by the end of today, tomorrow at latest. So we would be in a better position to speak on the matter. So, so it's not, it's not, it's not a fair accomplice then that these, that this leave, this proposal to bring officers over leave will be achieved. No, well, the, the, six, the, the sixty officers that we, 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 are, we are certain that it will be achieved because, um, again, we officers have taken full responsibility for what is happening in the communities, right? Um, and even with the officers taking full responsibility, the officers who are on leave would have when they leave. And they believe that at this time they could come back out and give a contribution. We have no issues with that. We are also saying that crime isn't isn't one where you you singularly you singularly put everything on the police because the police is part of this entire network. You have the criminal justice system, you have the community, you have the penal system. We have everything that operates that should be able to suppress crime at least have it under a manageable state and you have the government have the part to play. Um for us the police it is it is we have been operating under extenuating circumstances. The average person have not been exposed to what we have been exposed over that three year period. We we have weakness. We have weakness where at least three elections so the leave was restricted you had one carnival you had a state of emergency for a six months period you had a regulation changing over 78 times you had a destabilizing country we have lost 38 officers to date no other industry no other agency have lost so much in the period that we have lost and we would have done it and still try to keep crime as manageable as we could, but also fight our invisible enemy. These things are things that, um, when pegged with everyone else in a salary negotiation, we, the police, cannot be satisfied that we are being treated as essential because every time something goes wrong in this country, the first call is the police. I hear you, Inspector. I hear you. Let me go further. I just want to, I want to add this too. Additionally, as servants of the state, when we execute our duties, we have no issues while it's operating with the parameters of the law. But there is there is legislation which speaks to if something should go wrong, there should be a coroner's inquest in relation to matters. We have not witnessed not one of those occurring within the last three years. And we are saying that it is unfair to the police because if a doctor has prognosis to his patient, something goes wrong. There is mechanisms in place. These persons are not going behind the state prisons. We have officers operating now like we have handcuffs on our back. So it is becoming more and more demotivating to operate the police in this present present time. So, so I mean, I, I understand you, Inspector, and I agree with the part that the police is at the end of the line in terms of all these guns and so on, because we have customs, we have the Coast Guard, we have the TTDF, we have all these other arms of the state 
where these things are passing before it gets to these individuals and shows up on the streets where the police are now asked to deal with it. I agree with that. Um, but again, it's the nature of the job. The police at the end of the day uh, have taken that oath of office to protect and serve us with pride. And are you satisfied that that has been done effectively? Well, I, I would want to publicly commend my officers and they because again, it is you, you, Mr. Moderator, you as an average citizen, you have taken an oath to be a law abiding citizen and your employers would, would, would treat you according to your, your, um, your bargaining agreement, right? We have also taken the same oath to be a citizen of Trinidad and Tobago. Our officers, in taking the oath, have stood and withstood all that has been shown at us. Let me just look at the last three years. We have withstood all, and we have also investigated even our own, and we have investigated the criminals, and we have done, we have thousands of persons before the court. So, by and large, we have been doing what we have to do. We have also gone into other realms because we had to be the agents who have to protect the people from an invisible enemy. Whilst you have the persons who were trained and prepared for those things, like the nurses, the doctors, and, and, and all this, they sat back and wait for us to bring the them to them. So, so, so the police. Our work has evolved tremendously since our last job evaluation exercise. While the average citizen, your job, their job, remain the same. And then when you... But I don't agree with that, eh? Because okay. we, we, tell, we tell still me, have to tell, take... Tell, tell me what. Tell me well, what. Well, I'm tell sure the health... I'm sure the, I'm I, I, sure I, I, the people I, I, in, in, in the Ministry of Health will say the same, that their job has been in, increased tremendously over the last the years due to the pandemic the media okay. people can also claim the same to her because they now have to report and and, and, and investigate a lot more so a lot of people how, have been how, doing how, 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 how many of them have died quite a bit um, how many of them have died as a result of the pandemic how many health professionals how many, oh, quite, quite a bit have died no no, no I, I don't I, I want data I telling you that we have lost officers. There's no agency in Trinidad and Tobago or in the Western Caribbean or even Latin America have lost so much per capita in terms of their human resource. And we continue to do it under extenuating circumstances. And the officers have not relented in terms of fighting crime and making the fact be known that we have to maintain law and order. We can match. Look, the four percent that has been rejected by everybody else. We, 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 we. Our officers feeling that strain too, but we have to go and stand up our wrong persons and protect them while they, they peacefully care about their, their, their business. Mister Dixon, good morning. You, you mentioned that officers, and you're right, officers are operating under extreme circumstances in the last two and a half years. Uh, in in addition to dealing with COVID and the lockdowns and the uh, the increase in crime. Uh, do has the association been lobbying for more psychological intervention and treatment for officers who are under this kind of stress? That is an excellent question, and 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 I could say of the but we have to the extent that it appears in our strategic goal of 2022 into 2024. It is now one of the pillars of the TTPS where. 
Health and wellness is now the fifth pillar by which the organization operates. That has been because of advocacy and lobbying by the association. We have also ensured that our victim support unit has evolved its modus of operation to ensure that officers get um, intervention in a timely manner. We, we have also the social work unit, whereas before there was an issue... Uh, of officers, so how many officers are availing themselves of these services? Could you repeat your could you repeat the question? What percentage of officers, or how many officers, to your knowledge, have availed or are availing themselves of these uh, intervention services? Um, I don't have that ready detail, but uh, my, with, a, with one phone call, I can get that information from our... Uh, I'm asking uh, in the context uh, of... You, you, you have rightly said officers are under significant duress. And mm -hmm. if, in, in any circumstance, if persons are under psychological emotional stress as the officers are, it may be impacting their, their efficiency and their operations. Do you think it is a significant effect in terms of the, the way they operate? Well, is that another excellent question? Um, we, we are placed in a situation where you have to make life and death decisions in a split second, and everyone else will come and analyze both from whatever evidence they get on the outside or whatever information. Our officers, when you look by and large, based on our performance, we have done tremendous. So that is very commendable. In terms of whether we are able to, to continue with this level of strain placed on us, it's only so much of a one could take. The, the, the authorities, now, you have also appreciate that we work on the, the, the circumstances our work environment is not the best. We don't come out and make public placards in terms of when things are not right, we try to address the situation internally. And I could what are some of the situations you're facing? So what, okay, what are some of the internal situations that you don't think are optimal that, that you're facing, your officers are facing? Right. Okay, so, so for instance, there's an issue with respect to um, furniture as we speak. So you, the officers might require to work at 24-hour period. Now, the average person, the normal person, cannot work 24 hours without blinking an eye. And, and there is a need for the person to rest, reboot, to go again within a 24 hours because their body don't lock off. Actually, it is all right, but they need to rest. We have issues where matches are concerned, issues where chairs are concerned. I will not go into other details in terms of national security, the things that impact upon us. Most of our buildings now are fully air-conditioned. And the air-conditioned units are down. So therefore, if the air-conditioned units are down, it simply means then the ventilation issue becomes an, the vent becomes an issue. The, the, the vehicle becomes an issue when members of the public come to get that ready access in terms of police to move. That is an issue. We have 1,200 officers shot. That is an issue. All these things are issues when compounded together continues to add stress on the officers. Additionally, we still on a 2013 salary. Why do you see your 1,200 officers short? I didn't hear you. Why do you see your 1,200 officers short? Right. I'm saying based on the established strength of the organization of 7,448, the record would show that we have in and around 6,200 to 6,400 officers under the TTPS trend. That in itself signifies 1,200 officers short, right? So is the established trend? 
coupled with what you have working, those who needed to get the leave, those who have emergencies that have to take. So you, you always operating on a strength that it is not the ideal strength, but you make do with what you have. And additionally, we have attrition taking place. With attrition taking place, it simply means as those on the top leave, the 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 strength of the organization continues to win. It continues to weaken. And I, I want to doctor stress this you for a while. And there have been there, there have been a couple of uh, high profile high tension situations where officers one the one recently on Independence Square where officers were involved in the, the deaths. I'm not casting innocence again and the investigations are going three persons there was the one in move that's an investigation do you think that officers are clear is there a clear use of force policy that officers understand and are applying i i think that let, let me publicly say i don't want to comment too much on matters that are before the court but i and that's why i ask the question I, in a general think, sense yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I appreciate that too. I also want to say that our use of force policy have worked for us, right? It is a best practice that have worked for us. What have not worked for us is the is the authorities doing what the authority is supposed to do. So there is no protection for police officers at this point in time, or at least that is how it appears. When last have you, Mr. Richards, heard of a coroner's inquest where police where police shooting takes place. We are now that protection that is afforded by way of the law somehow it has been eroded and we are saying that it it, 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 it puts the officers who continue to work under extenuating circumstances in a place where we are working almost like with handcuffs on our back. Mr. Dixon, explain how would a coroner's inquest work um different yeah. to what is taking place now where where the different arms of the of the state um do the investigation the ttps the pca the psb how, how would a coroner's inquest make a difference because though a lot a lot of these um cases all right let's say in the case of P, um pc jilts who was killed um um on that exercise where and remember, top remember, remember remember we don't we don't want to go too much into into any all right so so we're not going what, into what, the what, 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 what i want to say is this right how are a coroner's inquest will no, no, differently no, no, right, right. so right so mm-hmm. coroner's inquest will be an inquiry to determine the facts surrounding or whether it was justifiable in the in in in, in the fatality that that, that came out so it will take every single thing into consideration, and not necessarily the symptomatics or the or, or or what you would have seen as the end product. It takes every single thing into consideration. Therein is where the evidence will come out that precedes the offense which would have occurred, that takes the level of aggression, the level of use of force used, the the, the follow up that everything would come out and. Coupled with that, the officers will not be behind bars. Listen, the officers will not be behind bars whilst this is taking place. Mm. We have officers that are behind bars. And you know, if it is a civilian, 
a, a, a law-abiding civilian who is a FUL holder is engaged by a criminal, the criminal element and something occurs, um, why is the inquiries take place to determine um, the, whether sufficient force was used? That person is not behind the bars. Right but, now, we have several officers whose life and their family life have been impacted significantly. And we are saying that even as, as a country, we evolve and now we're seeing that for murder, there is bail for murder. We also want to make a clarion call from an association perspective that the person or person that should be considered are those who were in the execution of the duty, not someone who was, not a police officer who was sitting at home and he followed the neighbor, he just going to pick up a gun and go and No. An officer, in whilst operating, got a, a phone call, a wireless call transmission, had to respond with a level that was equitable to the threat outside there. And in a split second, under all these three-year circumstances of no leave and, and everything and working 24 hours, take everything into consideration. Mr. Dixon, you won't get any argument from media because I remember when this matter came up, I was a bit surprised at the charge that charge that charges that were leveled. I, I said that publicly. I was surprised that the charge was murder. Right? Um, so I'm hearing you on, on that matter, and, and your association probably needs to make make your case heard and, and you know, in a more in a more um strident way. Yeah, and, and I, I agree we take that as constructive critiquing and we will make it in a, in a more strident way you know, because at the end of the day, you cannot speak to the level of essentialness that that, that, that you require of the TPS and and, and and every single fall out of the society we are called upon to treat with it. And our last job evaluation exercise would have been 20 years ago. We have had, from since that time to now, at least 15 new units had to be developed just to be able to stay relevant with crime trends. Because crime is one thing that is similar to, to change. It does not stop changing. So we have had child protection units. We have had cyber crime. We have in units. We have had... CCTV, we, every single thing that needs to be done to be able to stay abreast of topical matters as related to crime evolution. And that is when I make the argument that the nurses in the hospital or the clerical staff or the, or the Ministry of Public Utilities or whatever the case is, their job hasn't changed. Their job remains the same. So, so, so when you take what happened with police, you have to take it in its totality. And you cannot treat us as everybody else. It is unfair. It is Mr. Dixon, you're a senior, you're, you're, you're senior police officer, right? You've been around a, a while. And a, 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 a career one at it Right. And you've been heading this association, um, I think, for the last four or five years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, what would you do differently? Just the last three years and, and two months. Right. So what based on all the proposals you see coming out from your current acting commissioner 
what would you do different? If you had a chance to be the head of the TTPS at this point in time, what would you do differently? Or what would you do? No, 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 that's a loaded question. And I, I wouldn't no, want to... Um, straightforward. I would, I would, I would, uh, you, you might say straightforward. I want to say this in the first instance. The association stands ready and is in support of the top cup of Trinidad and whoever sits as the top cup of Trinidad because we understand their role is to come up with policies that will impact upon not just the internal members of the TTPS, but by extension, all stakeholders and the public to bring about a level of safety and security. So the association would do that. I, as a career officer, also believe that when crime and criminality seems to be spiraling out of control, there is probably more that, is, that, that individual officers can do. There is more that the public could do as a collective. But I'm also saying that it cannot just be the police alone. Because the agencies, most of the fallout that is occurring in society, it didn't start, it didn't start when these persons turned adults with it starts right in the community and right in the schools. But so Mr. Dixon, you're deflecting from the question. I'm asking it personally. What would you have done what, 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 what would Gideon Dixon do if he had the chance to do something? <laughs> I, I sit in a place. Let me, let me give you my experience, right? Because you may know me. I'm sure you do. I sit in a place. I don't always agree with the person who is head. I sit at the city council level and I don't always agree with the mayor. And I tell him and I, I openly say, listen, I don't agree with that, 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 that strategy. Let's do something else. He may either mm -hmm. continue with it or he may change. He may agree with me. So what right. would Gideon Dixon do? Right. So, so Gideon Dixon, a career officer, believe that I'm... I, 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 Gideon, Gideon Dixon will continue to make sure that each officer is accountable. Each officer do what they have to do in the context that we do it from a networking perspective. And it is true strategic alliance with all the stakeholders because they're this thing done. So from, from that perspective, they were saying, whoever... Would Gideon Dixon have called out 60 officers from leave? If it was necessary, I would do it. So I, I am I am not questioning that decision by the Commission of Police. And mm. it is six officers who are accustomed to it. And if those six officers um they believe that they want to sell the leave or they want to they want to come and, and, and I, I have no issues with a person doing what they believe they need to do. I am also saying that how I operate from a problem oriented perspective in terms of troubleshooting and coming up with solutions, if there's an issue for every issue, there is a solution. So I look at getting solutions. So at this juncture, Gideon Dixon will look at where we have the areas affected the most, and I would redeploy resources to have those areas dealt with. So that at that point in time, we treat it with the surface level, but we also have a multiple approach wherein we have a softer touch coming in to breed all the young people in the community who seemingly have no sense of patriotism, have no sense of direction. They need role models. We need to have mentors coming. It is a holistic approach to 
solving crime. It cannot be a one-dimensional. Um, Steve, are we, are we allowed to take calls from Mr. Dixon? So we can, Mr. Dixon, yeah, you don't so mind taking Mr. Dixon, we take a couple of your calls. We'll take a couple of calls from our listeners. So they may have a question or two that we have not asked. 222-8255. I think you'll ask everything. Maybe, I, may have missed, I may have missed. Richard is, is off and uh, um, busy, and Paul is not. Is also um, a little busy this morning, and I, I alone can't talk to you. You know, so but let's hear from a couple of our people now who might be listening and and want to ask a question um, of of the head of the police service social. So you say you'll be meeting with the commissioner today concerning this call out, right? We will be between commissioner between later this afternoon and tomorrow. Please go. We just yeah. have a conversation there. We just will, will finalize the time. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Well, I mean, why should we turn on calls? If you have anything else you want to add from a TTPS perspective, we, 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 can, we can hear you. Right, um, oh, let me ask this. The issue of, are you at all concerned about the issue of people using allegedly fake police uniforms to carry out a lot of these killings? <clears throat> um, that, that is of grave concern to us likewise. Um, because there, there, there is there is the perception and there is also the cultural practice that the police officers are the persons you see as the law and order and you identify them with their uniform. Now, within recent times, um, I, I don't want to put my head in the sun, we, 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 our, our modus of operandi in terms of how we conduct ourselves in our uniform has come into public ridicule and, and, and has come into a spectacle. Those things we have to address through our disciplinary process and soon to be established the grievance process which should be rolling out pretty soon. We will treat with those things. But by and large, when a person puts... I, 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 I have come from a school where your uniform is supposed to speak for you. So even before a member of the public or his own colleague hear you, they should be able to see what kind of police you are just on your turn out and appearance. And it's kept in our standing orders. And we need to revisit it from the perspective that we want all officers to hold close and firm to that. You need to be looking at a particular part. You need to conduct yourself in that particular part. You need to carry a uniform that way. I think... It is a step in the right direction. So when members of the public would have put on a police uniform and commit a crime, that in itself, we believe, apart from it being a criminal offense they would have committed, it is a it is a slap it is a, it is a slap it is a slap in our face because only a few are chosen, and being a chosen officer. So we had that information, we had a level of pride and professionalism. All right. Uh, we do have a call, Gideon. So, good morning to you, caller. Hi, morning. Morning. Uh, San Fernando here. Yes, Sonny. Yeah, Wendell, like you too, I, I drive around and early and during the course of the day, and you would see marked police vehicles at the side of the road, but no one is outside of the vehicle. So, it makes you wonder if the car or SUV is empty and there's nobody 
Now, I, I hear the passion in the officer's um, voice, you know, and I want to thank him for his service. But I think they need to take a page out of the prison service um, welfare thing and publicly just say that they would not, like how they say they would not um, defend or condone rogue behavior amongst officers. I think we need to hear that a little more. Um, the only other thing I want to point out, it must be very disheartening to be a police officer because I, I read papers daily and you see in people getting bail who have six previous convictions and on 17 charges. And uh, a couple of years ago, a guy beat a woman in Pleasantville and stole her phone and thing. And he had 27 previous convictions and still got bail, $80,000 bail, which is 10% of $80,000. That's like no money. Mm-hmm. So it's, it must be disheartening to be a police officer because you, you're going out there, you're catching a criminal, and even with previous convictions and pending charges, they're still getting bail. Which, mm-hmm. how is that a possible? Mm-hmm. And you read it every day. Up to yesterday, there was one with 17 um, pending charges. So this one will make it 18 and six previous convictions and he still got bail. $50,000 or something like that, which yeah. is 5000 to give the bail. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that is madness. Dixon, he did raise that. Yeah. yeah, he did raise that. Mr. Dixon, I pointed yeah, out this yeah. Thank you, Sonny. Yeah, we, yeah. Have, we have another call, gentlemen. Good morning. Let's take it. Let's take uh, it. Let, let, uh, Good morning, Steve. This is Linda. Hi, Linda, from across the pond. Good morning to you. Linda from across the pond in London. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to Mr. Dixon and um, agree with some of the things that he's saying. And I also heard our darling Zena, I think it was yesterday, say that with regards to crime, you can't have a police for every person. And parents need to assume responsibility for the crime situation in some part. And I fully agree, and I want to illustrate a great example. Now, right now, I am looking at the LinkedIn, which is, for those under a rock, is a professional social network. People upload their CVs and contact other professionals and employers, etc. So the profile I am looking at is that of a youngish, university-educated male from Trinidad. His profile picture, which I assume projects his professional status, shows him in casual clothing, a T-shirt, and he's proudly holding an automatic weapon. As one of the hundreds of people who lost a loved one to gun violence in Trinidad in 2022, I find this profile picture highly insensitive. You know, Mr. Dixon just said, your uniform supposed to speak for you. I think it's terribly irresponsible. That profile picture belongs to Adrian Schoon, managing director at Harbor Tours Limited. Why have his mother and his uncles in the cabinet not had a word with him about that offensive profile picture? Thank you. Bye-bye. Last I checked, Adrian Schoon is a grown man. I don't know how his mother or anybody in the cabinet 
will have to do would have to do with his profile picture. He's he's I don't I didn't was that a question, Mr. Dixon? Is that something you you you'll be I thought she was calling to address something with you, but was that is that well, something you'd be concerned about? I I, I would um the caller before I just would want to say something as you literally what the caller before spoke mm -hmm. to. Sunny, sunny. Um, mm -hmm. And we the association outrightly rejects rogue officers or alleged rogue officers being in the organization because it compromises the the great body of law abiding officers. And we openly and, and we, we have we have said so. But in the same breath, we are also mindful that everyone has something, they are entitled to the protection afforded to them, they are innocent, they are proven guilty. We have hundreds of officers that have gone before the court over the last 10 years for alleged misbehavior in public office. So it shows that the organization is prepared to cleanse its own self. So to the caller who would have made this statement that there isn't a call by us similar to that of the prisons, um, the prison service. I would want to just correct that early. We, the association, outrightly reject having rogue officers. However, there is a process to determine rogue officer, and we have been, as an organization, operating to weed such persons out and take them before the correct place. And even those who are in the prison service, we have been doing that with those persons to assist our colleagues in the prisons to weed out rogue officers. Right? As it relates to the persons who he would see a vehicle park up on the side of the highway and other places, and he might know if an officer is in or outside the vehicle, they should be told the presence of the police vehicle acts as a deterrent in terms of persons um, exercising speed on the nation's highway. But it also, the officers there from time to time get out to engage members of the public and also um, uh, would be participating in little stop and search little exercises. Those things are all in keeping with best practice in policing. Um, if, if, if it appears to be a concern and significant enough, I, I myself will have it raised with the Commission of Police so that the members of the public will feel a lot more um, satisfied with the fact that the police vehicle is there. And if they want to see more officers, ah, it is difficult. And as the young lady just mentioned, we can't have a police by every corner. And, and at some stage, members of the public have to also start a police oneself. And in policing oneself, it simply means you don't have to go out and engage anyone. We have we have significant amount of um, anonymous numbers you can call. We are encouraging communities to do what you would call target hardening by creating neighborhood watch groups and forming um, WhatsApp group with um, with your members so that persons could be looking out and contacting the district police for them to to, to appear within uh, a timely manner to engage those who, who you feel might be would-be criminals coming to the week in your community. We have all these things in place. We have neighbor, we, we have um, town meetings. Uh, this, this 
is all of us approach. And it is difficult to be a police agent because we are often given all the blame for the fallouts. So, so when the school system breaks down, they call on the police. When the community breaks down, they call on the police. When there's eruption in parliament, they call on the police. Every single thing is the police. Well, they say after God, Mr. Dixon, are you confident that the, that the TTPS can reverse um, this cr crime spurge that we are seeing happening in Trinidad and Tobago? Are you confident? I am confident that that we are onwards to better better days coming, but it cannot be just the TTPS alone. I am confident that if the stakeholders honor their role and their responsibility, we as a country could get back to our glory days where safety and security was was not just said to be of paramount importance but would have been demonstrated in the behavior of our people and in the behavior of the institutions that have because there has been a total breakdown and and and, and, and let us not let us not put our head in the sand there has been a total breakdown in all the fabrics of, of, of our lovely twin island state yeah, before we wrap up, uh, Gideon, let me just ask you, this week alone, and I just want your thoughts on it, um, there was a shooting in, in Mova where uh, regiment bullet casings were found. There has been another murder in, Saint, uh, in San Juan this week, and we were only on Wednesday, with 20 shells from the allegedly TT air guard was found. What are your thoughts on that, and how is that possible? I don't have the facts on that, to be quite honest. Um, but when you hear something like that, uh, what but, do you but, think? But, 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 when, when, you hear, when you hear something like that, it is of grave concern to us because, again, um, the death of one is a death too many. I, I just recently traveled to the Grenada there, and I was very impressed with how, how the people of Grenada truly operated from a hospitable perspective, from a communal perspective, we as a people have veered far away from, from, from where we were once upon a time. How could we find a way to get it back? Um, that's, that is still being deliberated by the jury, but it starts with each individual and each community. Each individual and each community. We have to try to win back the individuals and the community, and we, we must have programs that will tap into wanting to make people more industrious, right? Um, I, I come from mobile lab. I born and grew in mobile lab until. So I, I know it has been widely acclaimed of the ills associated with mobile lab until, but I see myself as a, as, as a, as a beacon, and there are several hundred thousand of others like myself. What is lacking to me from where I am is persons who would have made it out being able to go back into these communities as role models to save the next generation. We have to find some mentorship program that will impact in such a way. And we cannot leave it to any one entity that only delivers decays and is falling out. Our social network and the need to start to work. We need to have sporting activities because we have to on the global map 
We need to have cultural activities. We need to have put us on a global map. We need to have a strategic alliance, a, a clear picture as to where we are, where we came from, and where we want to go, and look at what works for us. Right. These things need to be done. Gideon Dixon, I want to thank you so much for being on the Power Breakfast Show this morning. I was, I was tempted to ask you, I was tempted to ask you, Mr. Dixon, if you want the Harbour Master in Grenada, but maybe not. Actually, I, actually, I wasn't. You were? I, yeah, I was. I was. I was. <laughs> you, you witnessed the fracas uh, from a distance. From a distance. <laughs> okay. Well, look at that. <laughs> Grenada, it's the world smaller. <laughs> yeah, the world is small. Six degrees of separation. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. We get into that. Thanks so much, uh, Gideon Dixon, for being on the Power Breakfast Show. Okay, no problem. All the best. Thank you. Thank you for choosing Power 102 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.